Welcome to B-Rock the Lender Podcast. It's your host, Brian Sertain, NMLS number 2093082. With that being said, let's get into the nitty gritty on how did I become an LO or mortgage loan originator at 19 years old, which is incredibly young in this profession, I believe. The average LO is around 46 years old, which is pretty old in my opinion, but don't take any offense, my senior LOs. I love you guys as well. I actually will be having a senior loan officer on the next episode, which is my mom. But before we go any further, I want to give a huge thanks to my supporters who have followed me in my journey into becoming a real estate professional, which a lot of you guys know I'll be getting my realtor and general contracting license within the next year. But to specify the goals of this podcast, it's to really shorten lengthy and drawn out conversations on investing. It's really not that hard. Just explain different philosophies and metrics from real estate stocks, cryptocurrency, and analyzing different professionals within an investment banking industry, along with how I structure my investment accounts and tailor it towards certain professionals. You'll also, too, be able to hear from my mom on how and what it takes to build a solid real estate portfolio, what it was like to build one of the largest properties in the Vegas area in McDonald Highlands, uh, known as the prestigious area. Also, how to prevent unnecessary backlash when investing in real estate and how to do so efficiently and effectively so you can start reaping the benefits of what the gurus would call passive income. But first off, I want to talk about the difference between the two, a MLO and a LO. A MLO, also known as a mortgage loan originator, is typically a person who is originating loans for a direct depository institution, which is normally your brick-and-mortar banks like Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, Credit Union, etc. A loan officer, also known as a LO, is a person who is originating loans for a non-depository institution, normally a mortgage brokerage or corresponding mortgage bank known as a direct lender. This is very important to know as they both have radically different closing times. The brick-and-mortar banks normally take a lot longer, maybe a month or two longer than a direct lender would on closing a loan. The direct lender would have a closing time of around 30-ish days. It just depends on the loan program. And some people can get it even close even faster, depending on if they're a corresponding bank. But needless to say, any mortgage professional in this industry will advise clients on the best loan programs that would benefit the borrower and get them pre-approved and qualify for the specific amount. Now, these are stressful and emotional transactions with many moving parts and a lot of documentation that goes along with it as well as communicating with other real estate professionals, which can make the process very laborious and complex at that. LOs and MLOs do the exact same task, but how they acquire clients or business is totally different, which affects the salary or commission amount, which is measured in basis points, BIPs, or BPSs for short, which a basis point is one one hundredth of a percentage point. So if a loan originator is getting compensated 50 basis points, which is half a percent on a loan amount of $500,000, the LO will receive a compensation, a commission of $2,500 on his or her uh, W-2 or 1099. But that's after it's been the property has been recorded by title. Basis points really do affect the base salary and or commission only salaries. For your MLOs, I know a lot of people have questions as far as how much do these people make. An MLO normally makes $50,000 to $80,000 for entry-level position, and it just depends on how many loans you're going to be closing. Some people, they give you a flat fee for each loan that is closed. 
It's not commission-based. It's just base plus the flat fee on top of that. And call centers are the same exact way. And if you're a senior loan officer in those positions, you'll make a hundred to two hundred. I mean, a hundred to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars potentially in those positions for self-generating loan officers. A lot of people take this route because there's a lot of money involved in this. These individuals will normally have to be working for a direct lender. They'll be paid about 100 to 250 basis points, sometimes even 300 basis points for each transaction that closes. And But the catch is they have to acquire business normally through realtors or self-promoting and marketing. They're self-generating loan officers who make as little as 10K a year to top producers or also known as the 1% who can bring in near a million to $3 million a year, which is a lot of money. But that just depends on his or her hard work and persistence. There's a lot of average people in the self-employment or entrepreneurial uh, state or freelancer, and it takes a lot of effort to stand out, uh, stand out from the rest. And that is especially tailored toward the real estate profession. It's kind of oversaturated since the barrier to entry is so low. All you have to do is pass the exam and then get licensed. I know you guys see. A lot of shameless self-promoting all the time by someone who just joined the real estate game. Just kind of annoying to say the least, but it's kind of what it takes to get deals. There's no such thing as a secret agent, as they like to say. A lot of people want to know, how do I get licensed within the mortgage industry? Well, first, you have to acquire your NMLS number and register with them. Then you'll go on and proceed to a 20-hour pre-licensing course. And it's different per each state. In Nevada, I needed to take another 10 hours on top of the 20-hour pre-licensing course. But some states only require a 20-hour pre-licensing course. And then you'll have to pass what is known as the SAFE exam. Now, if you're going into being a depository institution, you can bypass this process, actually, and become what is known as a registered MLO. So if you're not taking that route, you'll need to pass what is known as a safe exam, short for the Secure and Fair Enforcement Act, which is no joke of a test when it comes to the amount of time and effort that needs to go into this test and its preparation. 50% of test takers don't pass. And it's a multiple choice question test with short answer questions that are given to you that can be quite tricky to to sift through and find the answers to. They try and make sure that you understand all the rules and regulations and what not to do. Once you pass the exam, then you'll need to do a background check and fingerprint scan. They'll put your, they'll pull your credit to make sure you're eligible to advise people on loan products and then dem uh, see if you could demonstrate financial responsibility within yourself, that being no prior bankruptcies that haven't been satisfied um, past judgments that you need to satisfy, no settlement services that need to be paid off and all that. But I don't want to lead anybody on to believe that like once you become a self-gen LO, there is a great possibility that you'll hit the six-figure mark, but it won't be right off the bat. It normally takes like six months or a year. Many other LOs will tell you that as well. It's a job that's very difficult. It takes a lot of networking and trying to acquire business many type of ways and trying to be creative with it. Kind of lucky that I work for a call center and get compensated 100 basis points for the leads that I do that do come in and hopefully they close as loans. With that being said, I'll see you guys on the next episode.